open it. Thanks. No, I couldn't tell he was being recorded. No. Oh, it was done quite well, mate. But that's all it is, mate. It's just a bit of fun. Like, I'm yeah. not out for accolades. I'm not going to whack it on iTunes. Top 100 podcast for the I don't week. think you'd... I don't, in all honesty, I don't think you'd make much money if you did that, mate. I don't think we'd be that successful. <laughs> oh, I think you'd be way down the ranks, to be quite honest with you. I think we'd be down in the, do in the doldrums, mate. <laughs> In the, in the bloody doldrums. Uh, yeah, so just give us a what's the, what's what's the story behind the actual behind the actual tape recorder, mate? Where'd you get it from? Where'd I get this from? Yeah. Well, the story starts back when. Okay, so I did that podcast for this guy at Green School that do, that does podcasts. He's done yeah, like yeah. fifty odd podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible, happy talk. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so then from there. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, and just listening back to it. Not often do you like listen back to yourself and all the things that you kind of say to people, and then all of a sudden you start yeah. to realise that some of those things actually come true, or you're actually bullshitting yourself or whatever. Like, <laughs> it's kind of a weird way to keep you in check when you listen back to it. And then, um, and then I had to do. I did this podcast for like a branch of the United Nations called Unleash, which is their innovation side of things. Because they have these things right. called the Sustainable Development Goals. There's like 17 goals for all countries to kind of achieve by 2030. And we just wrote a proposal to be on that. And yeah, we were on that. So had like an hour conversation and just like editing it and recording it. And and then I was like, well, we're starting this school and like a, a, an agile thinking institute here over here. So we're looking at different ways of like connecting with people and also leveraging local Indonesian people to do that kind of sustainability work as well. And that was mm -hmm. a way where I'm setting up my cousins to interview like um, some of the boys would know Johnny Agung, who's my one of my uncles. <coughs> He's like a, in a famous right. reggae band over here in Indonesia. And he does a lot of like... Um, a lot of activist work and like he's going to mm. be on there and my cousins are going to do it and they're going to be doing it in like Indonesian for Bali and Indonesia not just yeah because no one's really doing that stuff over here that's really cool man so that's kind really of cool about getting it and then I was like oh the boys I haven't caught up with anyone see so this started this start, started with the boys and now it's a bit of fun for the boys while we're all in lockdown whack it on the whatever it was Buzzsprout or whatever, and then people can just listen to it if they want to. <laughs> Buzzsprout. Well, I enjoyed the first one the other night, mate, with a nice little beer in my hand. It was, yeah, it was kind of strange listening just to the boys talk. Yeah. <laughs> little side conversation. Yeah. Something strangely therapeutic. Yeah. What do you mean? I don't know. It was kind of just like, I don't know. It's kind of just like a bit of white noise in the background. It's quite good. Yeah. I liked it. I don't know what this one will be like. It's just like the old wireless. Do people it's do. in the background. <laughs> Tick away. Or you're making dinner or something. Oh, but there's also something in sharing too. Like, I mean, I wasn't there on that Zoom call thing, but like, 
when I got on there, when I was coming home, like your boys were still on there for, that was like two or three hours later, right? It was two hours later, mate. But, um, I mean, what'd you miss? You missed takeaways of the Central Coast. Um, basically funny headpieces. Mm. Pots and pans. It was good. Mate, it's, there's something strange about what's going on at the moment in that I think I've spoken more to people this weekend over the phone than, I don't know, than, than I can remember. It's been actually quite amazing. Totally. Sat down on like FaceTime and stuff like that. It's actually quite incredible. It's like, I don't know, people have been forced to actually sit down and spend some time just just sitting around and just relaxing. I don't know for me personally. Yeah. I, but think, I think a lot of people are in the same same boat. For sure. I mean that was part it's, of the, uh, the it's video. It's quite nice. The video thing that we did was it's like never have people been kind of so isolated but also so connected, right? Because so many people are forced. Yeah. Like enforced yeah. to because they can't work or forced to because they're at home. And yeah. like, well, you got to feel the day. So, yeah, the connections between yeah. people just go like mental. Yeah, it's nice, and it's uh, I don't know. It's been strangely funny, eh? Talking to everyone, <laughs> it's been good. It's been good over the last couple of days. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in four months. I don't know whether everyone will be still approaching it with the same enthusiasm. You giving it four months? I don't know, mate. I don't want to. I'm uh, probably not going to document what I think is going to happen, but... Well, I'm interested, though. Way, way off. I'm interested way in off. what Hato thinks is going to happen, because that's also really <laughs> interesting. Come on, mate, give us a prediction. No predictions. Jeez. No predictions, but it's... it's Yeah, it's shitty times for a, a lot of people at the moment, but we'll get through it. What about for you? Is it a shitty time? Uh, oh, mate, nowhere near as bad as some people. I'm... I'm fine in comparison to a lot of, but it's um, yeah, like it's scary, unknown for a lot of people, and I, yeah, it's it's bad, but I think everyone's going through the same shit. Mm. But it's um, we'll get through it. It'll come to an end. You know, it's like some of the early countries that were going through this stuff have started to come to the end of it a month or so back. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Everyone seems pretty positive still at the moment. Yeah. People wonder, like to speak to anyway. You wonder what's um, below the surface, mate. Yeah. It's true though, hey, like everyone yeah, know, puts on a, on a really good front. And we are so lucky. Like I know that I'm so lucky that I can still teach online, still get, um, still get paid and still have a job and not get laid off, but that's yep. not the reality for most people, or a lot of people at least. No, no, it's crazy. Like, yeah, some of the stuff some people are facing, it's, uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. But, um, yeah, you can't complain. What about you? But like, we'll, how's it affected uh, the stuff that you do? Um, I find that people have... I don't know, the people around me are handling in vastly different ways. Some people, I think just the of, of extra pressure it places on you. Um, it's, it's funny to watch some people the way they're behaving. Yeah. Some people are very much under the pump. 
Oh, I know. There's no real specific examples. It's more just you know, people's interactions with one another. Mm. Some people are very compassionate towards the situation. Other people, I don't know, just express stress in different ways. But we'll see, mate. We'll see over the next couple of months. Should be interesting. Yeah. Well, Have you found it there at the moment? Do you do you do you think the most people are aware of what's going on? It's pretty surreal over here, man. Like it's definitely quiet, quieter on the streets. But if you go down to the market or around, like things are still open. I mean, the majority of restaurants and hotels have closed down, so it is definitely quieter in terms of tourism and hospitality. Uh -huh. But I mean, you go around the local neighbourhood, and like Indonesia has suggested or like recommended that there's self-isolation but the reality of and when, when you say recommended in what what sort of way is it it's like hashtag uh, stay at home indonesia i saw a guy on the news the other day i think it might have been in java on the back of a motorbike with a loudspeaker just yelling out stay in your houses there's some weird stuff happens over here man there was like a helicopter came mm. over the other day like you can't even understand it in indonesian like <laughs> It's like, <laughs> like everyone's just look like so then everyone goes outside uh, hey and you're defeating the, the purpose of self-isolation and then you have like uh yeah like local authorities coming through on the loudspeaker like what you're saying and then you have weird clips coming through of like the military going through the main streets of Denpasar and like Changu and Kuda and just like dousing the roads in disinfectant with like the water bombers Jesus. and like people just on the side of the road just getting hammered by disinfectant as they go past it's just i mean it's third like you realize it's such a third world country over here man yeah and like the average just girl like even working out in the rice fields is just like oblivious to what's going on it's still the old guy yeah, the no, old guy in 2020 on his old 1900s bicycle just kind of pedaling through in his little sickle and like it's life as usual. There's, a, there's something strangely nice about that though. Like, it's it kind of slightly jealous about not having any idea. I think that's half the problem with just the amount of news. You get up in the morning, fucking looking at statistics in front of your fucking eyes. It's not. It's not yeah. good. No, it's not a. For a lot of people. No. So there's this, there's this theory so, over here that because of um because the Chinese were over here like in November, December, there's this theory here that coronavirus has kind of already been here, but because it's such a third world country that now there's only like, I think there's only like 50 odd cases or something in Bali, which is really hard to believe the tens of thousands of tourists, or hundreds of thousands of tourists that come through this place. So you've let you've let the cat out of the bag there mate if the boys listen this long that is a another conspiracy cat hey, amongst the pigeons there well, Phelps I'm putting it out there <laughs> Bali started in yeah. Kirchner, China yeah but I mean it's kind of this is what we were weighing up whether or not we should come home right like okay so we go home because we we're also worried so about I'm intrigued have you did you speak about that at length yeah massive massive talks like we really put some time and thought aside to it like because we were also worried about Naya because she had pneumonia a few months ago and she was hospitalized for like Jesus. a week 
and she's always been kind of sensitive with the respiratory um, system. So we were really mm. like, okay, so what do we do? We know that the, the borders are probably going to get closed up or, you know, that's an unknown. But yeah, if we're here, then at least we have access to everyday things. Being a third world country, people have to eat, people have to sell things to make a living. So nothing's going to get closed up completely, like potentially um, back home or whatever. So everything just contracts and just shuts down. Yeah, and then there was the added thing of, okay, we've got nowhere really to stay. We'd have to stay somewhere self-isolate for two weeks with the kids and... Um, yeah. Then So we just kind of made a, a, a well-thought-out decision to just stay put and really make sure that we we do self-isolate and the kids have just been at home and the only thing we do is yeah. like go for a ride a, a bike a push bike ride down to the rice fields of a morning or an afternoon to get out of the house and the rest of the time mm. we're mucking around at home and no family's coming over and i'm trying to have minimal contact with people as well yeah yeah i think mate as long as you're taking those safety precautions yeah the best you can do but um yeah it's pretty crazy to think like it hasn't really touched the third world yet mm. or it just isn't being reported so yeah that is quite scary but we'll see well four months according to you right uh <laughs> no i never actually said that <laughs> <laughs> come on mate edit it out edit it out you can edit that piece out yeah well, what about what else is going on for you? How's Ames going? Yeah, she's going good, mate. She's um, a lot of Pilates. Just took the dog for a walk. Self isolation's actually been alright for us. Yeah, it's been not too bad. Mm-hmm. We um, still get up, go around Sydney, go for a run, take the dog for a walk, cooking. Went to the beach yesterday on cooking. a recommendation, from dear friend Vivian. That was alright. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, you know, people are people are funny here. It's kind of I was talking to Langy about this earlier. I don't know whether it's people in denial that there's a lot of shit happening, or they just don't give the shit. Because it, it's like a lot of people are in their houses and stuff, but there's still a lot of people out in parks, and it was a beautiful day today. There was a lot of people like sitting around in parks, a lot of people walking on the beach yesterday. I don't know. It's been um been okay so what do you reckon it is then impacted my life because i i I have a few i have a few thoughts on that but what do you reckon it is it's people don't want to face reality or they just don't give a shit and just doing no i think it's um generally australia australians as a culture do the opposite thing say that again if australians are generally told not to do something they'll pretty much do the opposite thing yeah so i'll give you the park down the road from us no one ever sits in it you see the odd person taking a dog for a walk the odd person kicking a footy around the minute scomo came out and said you can't sit in the park the place looked like the fucking big day out a week ago <laughs> it was mental <laughs> i love it but it's just it, i don't know mate it's i think the way it is now i think it'll just be like this for the foreseeable future yeah well, in that regard, it's so much yeah, like no. a third world country, because that's what everyone does. Australia is like a third world country. Well, the mindset, right? Like probably no different. Eh? The behaviour is no different. Yeah, I mean that's what I mean. It defies. Doesn't matter where you live, 
they're still human beings. Like, don't go out. Do not do this. Do not do that. Oh, I'm just going to check it out. <laughs> I'm just going to. I'm just going to. I'm just going to make sure no one's doing it. Like, is this guy for real? Can't be. <laughs> I go see for myself. Yeah, make sure, just to make sure no one else is doing it. And then they're like, oh, see? No one's doing it. Everyone's out. <laughs> Taking photos of each other. Yeah. Checking the same thing. I think it's like if you um, complain about the traffic, right? And you're in the traffic and you complain about the traffic, but you don't realise that yeah. you are also part of the traffic. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Um, no, but it, it's interesting times, right? It's one of those things I think you will look back on in years to come and just be like, fuck, do you remember that? It was unbelievable. Yeah. But... Mate, I can't. We're, we're all good. All good from our side. I don't know what's going to be happening with, like, Ames's job and stuff. I think it be, like, big knock on it. So we'll just wait and see. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of industries have been impacted, yeah. like, basically everyone. Yeah. So we'll see, mate. But, yeah, we're all good. We're mm-hmm. okay. Let's see, I'm pretty pretty disappointed about the boat trip, mate. I'll tell you that. I am devastated. I'm really devastated. I was so looking forward to it. That's why I was like, oh, got to have some sort of way to connect with the boys a bit more. Whether it's a little voicey podcast. or Zoom or... Bloody podcast, mate. Just going around and having conversations. Because everyone's, everyone's living the same thing at the moment. Like, just in different ways, like different manifestations of it, right? Yeah. Because like, I know, like, education, right? Education has been mm. just totally destroyed. Yeah, I thought, in what way? Like private education? So. No, just so education itself. Because you're... Like if you're thinking... In the way it's facilitated. Yeah. Like if you're thinking about... Like if you have kids and that, now it's like, what do you do? You jump online and you've got this crook system of, of like face-to-face teaching trying to be replicated in the online world. And you realise that, mm-hmm. like every single educational organisation is doing these wicked, th- like free courses. Like if you want knowledge, mm-hmm. if you want to learn how to do something, you just have to look it up. You just have to do a free course. You don't need to go to school. Like you don't need to so sit with Tom Oren and learn about geography and social sciences. Pointing at a map. Because he doesn't know everything. So what's the answer, Phelps? Well, the just answer let kids is. Go out. Well, the answer is like knowledge exists on the internet already, so you don't have to teach knowledge. You only have to teach like skills and values and what it's like to be a good person and a good community member and contribute, and also go with mm. like, give kids an opportunity to go with what they they love doing. Like, because we all know what it's like to be pushed into something you don't really want to do, and what's that like? It's wasted time. So if yeah. you can really go with what the kids are doing and like let them lead the way, tap into the online knowledge. You got a good you got a good combination then, mate. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's good philosophy, mate. But I think the amount of pressure they're putting teachers on under uh turning face content on online in a such a short period of time, it's just it's fucking mental. Well, this is the... You know like what I was this talking is? to it. Go, go, tell me. 
No, I was just saying, I was talking to Amelia yesterday about like, and with, they're basically going around downloading stuff on iPads, like, as and when it's produced by the teachers, like, every week. It's just like an all day job for them. Yeah. 24 hours just producing content, and it's just being delivered just in the home. Like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this year should just be written off. <laughs> well, you know what it is? It's breaking a hundred-year cycle. Of but, traditional education. Yeah. This is the, the post-World War II education system that has just been, like, absolutely mm. teared apart. And that's what's what happening. What was it like, before World War II? What was it before World War II? Well, it yeah. wasn't so, so standardised. It wasn't so, like, institutionally right. led. Yeah, outcomes based. Yeah, yeah. Like you didn't have to. It was more. I think it was more. Uh, my understanding was more personalized and like not so comparative to to others. Or it's like now everything is like okay in grade five and term three you need to know this by this time, and if you're not, you're not succeeding mm. or you're not progressing. Um, and now what's happening is that the schools are trying to implement this on an online world and realizing, shit, it's a lot of work for teachers. It's massive load for parents multiplied by however many kids they have. Plus parents are trying to work yeah. still from home online. Like nobody is benefiting from like a huge increase in screen time and like trying to navigate that space. It's like fueling the, the anxiety and fueling the, the uncertainty of whatever else is happening in the world. Additional stress. Yeah. Do we just do we just wipe off this year and just have every look? I'm talking. I've got absolutely no experience in teaching children, but I'll tell you. Um, do, does this year just get wiped off and everyone just repeats and we just forget about 2020? Well, I don't think it. My 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 thoughts are it doesn't get wiped off because it's also the same principle across a lot of different industries and organisations. Yeah, it's yeah, not just yeah. education, right? Like every single industry in the world is going nuts like what do we do like how do yeah. we keep our staff how do we rely so much on yeah. people but when a, a situation like corona comes along we can't actually rely on human beings anymore so how do we go to like ai but also have the human element mm. of the businesses and the and individualized creative thinking so i think it's like a mm. huge wake-up call to diversify or to um to rethink how people do business how people do education um, I think if you yeah. ignore it it'll just go back to how it was before but there's got to be like serious yeah. serious changes from this time yeah it's really interesting like e like even my line of work like it's still this big push from about working from home like it's still seen there's a bit of a stigma attached to it like yeah. if you've got kids or you need flexible working arrangements there's still a bit of a stigma attached up until now of working from home but i think if this is shown anything you can still function these companies can still function as massive organizations with the majority of their workforce working from home yeah it's like and you're at home with your kids and you're at home in time for dinner and stuff like that well i think it will reshape the way businesses look at the way they run yeah i think what's kind of coming out is that those businesses and only like from my personal reflection of what's happening at green school here 
the people, those generational managers that thrive on control and power, that's really showing up as a weakness in this time. It's those people that are really agile and, and like kind of dynamic and changing the way they're doing things and like leveraging the individual um, behind the company to go like, you know what, you're actually on the ground, you know how to, you know how to best solve this, so hit me up when you have a solution and then let's work through it. Yeah, no, very, very right, it's true. So it's like the yeah, old paradigm of management just needs to kind of go away. Yeah. Yeah, I think it will be interesting to see what happens off the back of it. Yeah. I hope it doesn't go back to the old ways. Well, it's time for change, mate. Time for change, mate. Maybe that's what your podcast should be called. Time for change. I had someone time, time. on LinkedIn hit me up. She's from Dubai and she is in like change management she owns like she is a the director of a creative agency that based that's based in dubai and has like branches in london and everything and she's just on the right. prowl on linkedin she's just wondering what everyone's doing in education in business in finance what's happening like how are you how are you navigating the space and she's putting together like bundles of work to um to write a book, she's writing a book and she's going to release that soon, but also like getting people together because this old paradigm of management is just like not working for everyday people, like people getting laid off. Um, and like her vision on things was that this is a super important time for change. So she's in lockdown for like a couple of months and she's just like networking yeah. like crazy um, to put other things in place in the creative fields and, and education and other industries so yeah i think it is like it's like any thing if you read about like after the world wars and stuff it was more innovation in a couple of years after the second world war than like like 30 years after that yeah it's crazy when people are forced to actually sit down and think to solve problems because they have to it's amazing what can happen yeah and fast forward um, to 2020 and i think as we were saying but yeah, fuck, like, um, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, I think the world's moved so fast the last decade, two decades, it'd be quite interesting to see when people are actually forced to sit down and think what comes out of that. Yeah, and I think it's, anyway. it's definitely a generational thing because those people and older generations than us will just be, I think, you know, this is generally speaking, but it's like, okay, this is too crazy to think about. Let's just put our heads down and it's going to pass in a couple of months or whatever and then things will be back to normal and we can just like keep on living the life we've always lived. But the reality of it is like no one ever dreamed that this kind of situation could ever happen or the GFC or World War Two or whatever, whatever things that will come. But it's like, yeah, changes for sure. So what are you going to do to adapt and, and, and keep stay relevant and... Um, not, not make people suffer because you have to lay people off and and not not give people the freedom of coming up with solutions as part of your business or mm. as you do. Yeah. Oh, mate. Only time will tell. What's your What's your prediction? Ah, uh, my prediction. I think I've said my predictions, mate. I'm just. 
keen on finding different ways of doing things and that's part of this school that we're going to do. And boat. Why not? Boat trip 2021. Boat trip 2021. Please. That's my prediction. It's the only, only prediction that's going to come true made out of this mouth. Post-corona. Post-corona. Oh. Corona vessel. Love it. Well, mate. Be good. It's, um, it's been it's been an absolute delight talking to you. It's been an absolute pleasure. What, what's what's in store for the rest of today? I gotta go home now. I'm at Mum's place, having a bit of free time. Did, did you just? Oh, you're in the comp. You're in the Avatar compound. Yes, in Mawson's hut. Yeah, is it? <laughs> Mawson's hut. How is it? <laughs> Give it my regards. I will. I will. She, she can hear echoes now, mate. She remembers you. Hey. Actually, yeah, remembers. Yeah, oh, Goron, that's where he was born in there. Well, cold. <laughs> there is he. How's Goron been? Touch her? He's, I don't know where he is. I kind of feel like... Whispering. I kind of feel like he, he morphed <laughs> into Corona. Just quiet. <laughs> Goron. Uh, he'd never be that sinister, mate. Oh. He's always in for a good laugh. I'm sure he's in for something. Anyway, if I don't if I talk. happen to see him, mate, I'll pass on my regards. Don't even talk about him. No. Well, you brought it up, mate. He's done it. Visited me on visited me on Christmas Day, mate. Did he? Second time in three years. <laughs> Absolutely, you couldn't make this shit up, mate. You couldn't make this shit up. <laughs> well, there's something about cycles, mate. He's trying to teach you something. He's trying to teach you something. Don't, don't, don't celebrate Christmas. Don't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> well, say big anyway, games, mate. Mate, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, well, mate, say hi to Mel and the kids. And you uh, look after yourself. Stay safe. You too, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Good on you, mate. See you, mate. See you, see you later. later, mate. See you later. See you, mate.